You're listening to The Imp. I'm your host, Biko, and we're in studio with Mason Arrington, game developer and director of Game Changer Labs for University of Chicago CI3, which is a center for interdisciplinary inquiry and innovation in sexual and reproductive health. You're part of CI3. Can you break down what CI3 is for the people? So CI3 is a research organization housed at the University of Chicago. Um, The CI3 stands for the Center for Interdisciplinary Inquiry and Innovation in Sexual and Reproductive Health in Adolescents. It's kind of a mouthful, but uh, essentially what it means is that it's a collective of uh, creatives and researchers that work together on various projects focusing mostly around adolescent uh, sexual reproductive health. mostly around like dissemination of information, but um, some work in STEM and LGBTQ issues as well. Okay, and you recently landed the director of the Game Changers Lab? Yeah, so Game Changers is one of those labs that I talked about um, where uh, we house various creatives. So Game Changer has a team of designers and artists who work together to put together the games, whether they're board games or digital games that we use for our adolescent sexual reproductive health. Hearing you say game, changer and developing. I want to ask you, when did you get your start in actually developing games? I was into games for a very long time. I, I always joke it's before I was able to play games because I would have my brother come in and play the games for me so I could sit there and watch it because I love Mega Man 2, but that game was really, really hard if you remember. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I was always into games and I always wanted to be a part of them. Um, but then at some point when I was seven, I realized that I didn't just want to be a person who like worked near games, I wanted to be part of the part that made them special to me because um, games were evoking things in me that I hadn't felt before in ways that I hadn't felt before. So I guess I really wanted to be part of that process. So what led you to working with CI3 as their game developer? So CI3 um, was a really great opportunity for me because I was only a few years out of college um, and I was looking for my first industry or basically, you know, game making uh, job where I'm getting paid by a company, not just, you know, doing indie stuff. And uh, what was so cool about it was that they were working with populations that I was when I was younger. So we we worked mostly with uh, young people from the south and west sides of Chicago. And I (laughs) was a young person from the south side of Chicago uh, growing up in Trumbull Park uh, and then some in Washington Park. These are like the kinds of things that we speak to are the kinds of things that I feel sometimes I'm speaking to my younger self. And what that taught me and what I was able to use that as part of like a game designer is realizing that having various perspectives can help you see a bigger picture and help you fully understand a thing. And that's one of the things I really like to try to do with the games that I develop is try to put the young people in as many perspectives as possible so that they can get a full picture of the systems that are kind of you know, sometimes afflict them. Mm. So, okay, you just, it just hit me. The games that you develop, how does it educate some of these teens that come into the program? So games are are just one way to teach people. I mean, I don't think they're the only way to teach people. I don't think they're necessarily the best way to teach people depending on what you are teaching. But some of the things that, that you're trying to teach are, are very complex in that they involve various systems that are stacked on top of each other and interact with each other and, and really kind of difficult to explain in kind of a straightforward way. But games put those systems in front of the young person and lets them manipulate them with with power and agency and the ability to fail without serious repercussions. So 
in in those contexts, games are actually one of the most powerful educational tools, in my opinion, just because it gives those young people a greater context than they would have in the real world. Mm. Have you seen any positive effects from the games you create uh, on these teams? CI3 is primarily a research organization, so um, most of the things that we create we create them with a survey plan in mind. Essentially, we have the young people take surveys before and after playing the games, and then we have them take another survey uh, a few months later to see you know, how, how much these games actually affect them. We just ran a study this last summer, having young people play all of our board games um, along with the curriculum. And uh, right now, uh, we just had them f- uh, finish up the follow-up, so we're actually um, analyzing that data now. So that's something that we'll hopefully be writing papers about very soon. You're listening to The Imp. I'm your host, Biko, and we're in studio with Mason Arrington, game developer and director of Game Changer Labs for University of Chicago CI3, which is a center for interdisciplinary inquiry and innovation in sexual and reproductive health. We, we never really spoke on some of these games that you do create. I know it's a physical form and a digital form. Uh, Can you explain some of the games that you do create for the program? Sure. So we've made um, digital games uh, like Bystander, and then we've made uh, a lot of analog games like Baby Town and Hearsay. I know these names don't mean anything to you, but those games have uh, touched on various issues. Like uh, Baby Town uh, focuses on destigmatization around uh, teen pregnancy, giving young people kind of a larger perspective of what it's like to kind of uh, deal with pregnancy while also trying to finish uh, high school. That one's one of my favorite ones because the game requires young people to work together, but at the same time they're competing for the same things. So there's this kind of uh, give and take relationship that they have to kind of uh, navigate. It's one of the ones that young people tend to like the most. It's it's one of my favorites too. Are these games a, a good uh, haven for, I would say, kids, teens, and adults? Yeah, so um, I would say some of our games they skew in one direction or another. So we have one game called Hearsay, which is essentially a storytelling game where you play cards that create um, story threads. And whenever you play a new card, you have to recount the whole story from that point. So it has this kind of like gossipy sort of like soap opera feel to it. So whenever we put it in front of kids who are kind of more like into theater or kind of like doing stories and, and performing stories with each other, they really, really like those games. But then some of our other games that are a little more competitive, um, the kids who kind of had that competitive edge who really like to like one-up their friends, they really like those games. So I think some of our games are just kind of like different strokes for different folks sort of thing, but we've been able to create a pretty wide variety of games. I like how it's healthy competition. Right. I see that these these games that you guys are creating is, is creating a, a healthy path of uh, health. Yeah. And that's what's needed. Yeah, I think it's really important that our games don't create a sense of uh, defeat or kind of like, I know we've all probably played a game where we felt like we just got put out of the game because somebody else was was beating us too badly or the game was designed in such a way that if you get too far behind, you just can't catch up. Mm-hmm. Those are the kinds of things we really have to avoid because that state of mind is possibly one of the worst states of mind for a young person to have if we're trying to teach them. Education is often about getting young people in the right state of mind to learn. And if, you're, if your game is putting them in a state of mind that makes it impossible for them to actually engage with the material, then you've lost before you even started. With you being the director of the lab, what is your main goal? I want to, to the best of my ability, learn what things I can do through game design to put young people in the kind of mental and emotional state of mind that is most helpful for education. Games are really about creating and kind of evoking emotions and feelings in people to some end. Um, I love the feeling of 
outsmarting the game when I play the strategy game. That's the the emotion that that game evokes. The emotions that I really want to learn about and and kind of master and and fully understand are the emotions and state of minds that uh, that focus around um, education and create a kind of safe haven for education and learning. Let people know how they can get involved. Right now, we are uh, moving into some of the new projects for the new year. Some of our older projects are just wrapping up. And the things that we probably are going to need the most going forward, um, if you're interested in, in being a part of us um, or, or helping us out or even um, having us be able to help you out, is mostly uh, getting in touch with educators and teachers throughout the city. Building those partnerships is really going to help us be able to reach young people and make sure that their voice is heard when we are developing our games and that we're also speaking to them when we, when we develop. You can reach out um, to me directly through uh, my email. It's... Uh, M. Arrington, A-R-R-I-N-G-T-O-N, at bsd.uchicago.edu. For those listening, definitely reach out to Mason Arrington. This program takes place at University of Chicago. Yep. And if you're interested, again, hit his email. Thank you, Mason Arrington, for coming Thank through. you so much. I, uh, I really appreciate it.